Today is Friday, August the 11th, 2023, and welcome to episode 56 of Rural Wants with Katie Couple. My name is Julia. And I'm Erin. And we are a small homestead family in rural Southwest Virginia that work every single day on being more self-sufficient, more self-reliant. We're continuously looking for innovative and creative ways to reduce our dependencies on the outside world around us. That's from the food we eat to the energy we use to the water we use to um, shower and take care of any animals on the homestead. We're just constantly looking for ways to be more reliant on ourselves versus outside sources. Very true. And today... Want to kind of go into this a little bit more and also talk about it from a frugal aspect. Yeah. When you think of prepping, you think of spending a lot of money. You do. But there's ways to be frugal about prepping. There are. And it is a spread about cost. So I would say you're not going to go out and you're going to spend like $300 on a whole bunch of little items. That's not what we're telling you to do. What we're telling you to do is spread your costs into focus. Because as homesteaders, we are naturally preppers. Yeah. I mean, it's part of homesteading. You're prepping for a bad harvest, bad weather, hard times, <laughs> limited costs. access. Inf- you know, inflation. Life. Yeah, life. If somebody is sick, somebody is ill, it's, you know, so easy to go and pull something off the shelf um, that Aaron can cook if I'm not able to. That, that's the goal here. You want to be prepared for anything unexpected that happens in your everyday life. And it's not just hard times. It's mostly just being prepared for the next day, the next season. Yep. Yep. I would say for us right now, a really good example of this is our zucchini and squash harvest. A lot of people would be like, oh my God, why are you growing so much zucchini and squash? We love it. Number mm-hmm. one, we do. We're eating it extremely heavily it's in every meal prep we do probably six days a week so probably six at least six if not seven um so we're eating it every day but we're also preserving quite a bit of it as well right and that's because we know there's going to be a A, year maybe next year where the harvest is terrible yes because we're used to that (laughs) Right. We are not used to getting this much zucchini and squash. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know, great. And you know a lot of people when they have zucchini and squash, they're always trying to give it away. But they're normally like this big. In our area, right. they're this, like, huge, massive, in. these big, massive yellow squash that when they get furry and naughty, nobody wants to eat those. Right. So they're trying to get rid of them because they let them get too big. But, you know, putting back food is part of prepping. It is. It's part of homesteading. That's mm-hmm. part of, you know, a lot of people, that's what you think of. You think of canning and preserving food. And that's one of the things that we do focus on on our homestead. Preserving our harvest, preserving food in general is very important to us. We want to be able to shop from our pantry, our working yep. pantry. Now, with your preps, and you don't have to be a homesteader to be prepared for just life. You, you really don't. This is not just a homesteader's thing or a prepper's thing or, you know, anybody's thing. Every single person out there should be prepped for everyday life. Yeah. You I, never know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, bad weather could have you stuck in the house for a week. Or longer. Hey, it's happened to me before. 
And if you live in an area, and that's part of knowing where you live, and you're like, well, if I do get stuck in bad weather, I might just be stuck for a day. Okay, you need to be prepared for that day. Or what if it's two days? You should probably at least double, if not triple it up. And the main thing, the first thing we would say, every single person needs to focus on is food and water. Yeah. These are things you have to have. Basic survive. necessities. The basic necessities. And we're not telling you to go do freeze drying and all that. I can say... We did not have a freeze dryer. We did not have a wood-burning stove. We made those changes because of the lifestyle we live and because we have struggled with power outages. And the things we're about to tell you are the things that we did and we still do today to be prepared. So you want for food. I will always tell you to focus on having really easy, ready-to-eat convenience meals. Cans are wonderful. They're going to have a much longer shelf life. So you want your your canned meals, soups, um, anything like that, ravioli, whatever you and your family eat. It might not be the healthiest. It might not be what you want to eat. But you can't. It's better than empty bellies. You don't want your kids to go to bed empty bellies. And if you don't have power, you can't eat them cold. It's not going to taste very good, but you can eat them cold. Yeah. And it's so much cheaper to do it this way than than getting MREs. Yes. You know, you always hear about prepping in MREs. Well, MREs are expensive. They are so expensive. Very expensive. And you can do this from a frugal standpoint and build your own ready-to-eat meals. And build it into your working pantry. Yes. Build this into your working pantry. That is the goal. Like, you should have a small little section that is your ready to eat foods in case something happens. I know when uh, November, December happens, Aaron's going to start seeing me stockpile certain foods. Yep. He, he just, he already knows it. He's going to be like, she's shopping around. She's looking for the best cost. I know why she's doing this. And that's because when we were without power that one time, I was not as prepared as I should have been. I always keep a well-stocked pantry, but I didn't have as much ready to eat food. That didn't require a lot of cooking. That didn't require a lot of cooking. And it was very hard to cook. And if, if you just have a fireplace, you can do it. It's not easy. Right. It, it is not. At least our fireplace wasn't built for it. So it was very hard to do. So you want to have a lot of ready-to-eat foods. I would also tell you not just canned foods, but look at a lot of breakfasty foods. Protein bars. Um, granola. Breakfast, breakfast bars, they call them. You know. Breakfast bars. Um, I would also do fruit squeezies. Yes. Fruit but, squeezies are really a really good option. Those are going to be more on your healthy side, but they're not going to have as many calories. It's going yeah. to be just like a snack. A snack. Uh, Pop tarts. Not healthy. No. Not healthy. And we're not talking about heating them up either. And we're not talking about heating them up. You're just going to eat them cold, but you probably could over a little fire. No, yeah. that wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard to heat up a Pop tart over a little fire. But what it is, is it's food you don't have to worry about and you can feed somebody and I'm not you can get good deals on these things you don't have to spend a lot of money on these preps these are frugal preps these are easy quick preps for you now I can tell you for us pop tarts go on sale for 88 cents a box one pop tart is 200 calories give or take depending on what type you get that's 200 calories that's that is a meal 
or a snack. That's something to get you through, especially like for Aaron, whenever it's, we're stuck in snow or something, he's having to go out shovel. He's having to go out gather wood. He's having to do a lot of really heavy work, so I need to have at least something for him to eat. I would also look at beef sticks, beef jerky, things like this They're that always are great to have on hand. Always, I mean, anytime. Yeah, and even if you look back, you know, in olden times, that's what, that's what all your frontiersmen and everything did was have dried meat. It's something I'm going to focus on really heavy this year. <laughs> My father-in-law doesn't know this, but <laughs> I need a deer to, to make jerky from, to have, because I really like jerky and beef sticks as a snack, and I want to make my own because then I can control the ingredients and control everything that goes into it. Um, for that reason, that's the way we're going. But you do have options. You get them on sale. When you see a good deal, grab them up. Um, this is where you can just do 10 bucks, 10 bucks a month on your preps. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like a lot of money, but if you're, even if you're into the Dollar Tree, a dollar twenty-five, that you can get four cans for $5, that could be five meals. Most of those cans, depending on the size, are going to have two serving sizes or two and a half serving sizes in each can. That's two and a half meals. And you're not running out to go get bread. And milk. We say that because if they threaten a storm. That's all everybody does. That's all everybody does is go out to get the bread and milk and eggs. Um, you're not going to see any on the shelf. I don't know why it is like that. I don't know if it's like that everywhere else in the world. But where we are. Yeah. It, it's crazy the run on the grocery store to get eggs, uh, bread, and milk. But focus on those easy, cheap things you could do right now again not your healthiest thing no but right now if you have no preps in your house this is the way to start yeah and we hope you never have to use them well, we really we don't want you to waste them right that was gonna say you know don't let them go to waste either you know if you're not gonna eat them you know make sure donate that, give them yeah, to somebody that you else donate or something before you know before the expiration date so you can restock for with other items like that. And you want to constantly be recycling that. Like cans, you're going to have a longer shelf life. Um, Aaron has a really good idea of building your own MREs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can put a can in there, you know, a pack of crackers. Uh, tuna. Some jerky tuna. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're set. Now um, they make tuna packets that are actually built with a carb option in them, like a rice yeah. or a quinoa and tuna and vegetables built into them. Now they're more expensive. They are though. more expensive. We did catch them on sale. One time. One time we got them for $1.25 to try. And they were okay. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't eat them every day. He couldn't eat them every day. <laughs> they, they were a little bit more than... It got more stuff in them than I can eat. But if we were really hungry, we could eat them. But it's just something to focus on, especially if you're working from nothing. Yeah. Now, the goal is, as every good homesteader knows, is to have your own well-stocked pantry. But not everybody has that. Not everybody wants to do that. We get it. We do. We get it. And we chose to live this life. Everybody else did not. And we weren't living this life when we first got together. So we had to go this frugal route to really work on making sure we had all these things on hand to take care of us if something happened. Right. Water. 
so depending on where you are, you know, if you're well spring and require power, you know, you have to be more prepared for, for water. City, you know, most of the time it is provided unless water line busts, you know, but you do need to have a little backup either way, you know, especially if pipes freeze up, you know, anything like that. You need to, I mean, it's your choice, you know, some sort of pump um, to filter your water or if you're having bottled water or, you know, jugs of water on hand. Now, now for us, we do do jugs of water. Uh, a lot of it is more for flushing toilets, keeping ourselves, you know, halfway clean, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, but we do use them um, in regular like milk jugs, but we are transitioning more to vinegar jugs because they're not going to deteriorate over time. They're much thicker, yeah. much more sturdy like you and most people use vinegar especially in the homesteading world that's like a huge thing is vinegar is all you know we're all about vinegar we love it um i do yeah i don't know how many just like most people don't go i remember growing up we might have went through a jug of vinegar every two or three years right i feel like now you know one a month is pretty common yeah i mean we go through a lot of vinegar and that's fine but we're reusing that jug, so mm. we're getting extra use out of it. We fill it up, we clean it, and we could drink out of that water. We do have a way to filter that water. Yeah. We have multiple ways to filter that water. Yes. They have water filtering water bottles. Um, they have the straws. Yeah, the straw, I mean, is very cheap prep to get. Usually can get those 10 to 14 bucks, you know, like around a prime day or something like that. That's usually one thing they always have on sale. And I think they even have now water bottles, like it's built into a water bottle, which they might do. be a really good investment yeah. for you and your family. Um, if you're going to store water, you want to cycle through it if you're planning on drinking it. That's sort of part of it. You want to every six months replace it, use that water to water your plants. Um, put water on your soil, your garden, whatever you're using it for. So you want to be cycling through it and filling up with fresh and starting over. And you want to look at water. How many, how many, how many weeks would you say? I know there was a point where, for you personally, you were melting um, snow. No snow for water one time, which something I didn't want to get in. You know, mm-hmm. again, wanted to make sure I had some on hand always, you know, because, <laughs> you know, times were bad then. It's something, you know, always before when a big winter storm would come, just, uh, you know, filling anything and everything up to catch some water right quick. Bathtub, um, yeah. your, all your big pots, your pitchers, uh, many a times we've done that. Yeah. And, and that's always a good option, too. You always want to have that extra water if for nothing more than to wash your hands a little bit because you know your hands need it to be yeah. clean. Um, and it's such an easy thing to find new things or different things to store water in. My gram would actually, and I should probably sit up, she probably uses her Folgers coffee containers. <laughs> she has, has a whole stack of them in her basement that she uses to um, hold water in. She, I remember what she used to do. So that always works. We'll say if you're using milk jugs, watch them for holes. <laughs> they yeah. will get holes in yeah, them. Yeah, especially today's ones because they're so thin, you know, they're, they're going and they're deteriorating. They yeah. are. 
And I don't know if everybody else is like, a lot of them are made different now. So I feel like those tend to fall apart more. We don't even use them Mm -hmm. just for the simple fact that they're not made very well. Um, You can buy um, gallons of filtered water. It tends to be cheaper than buying the bottled water. Uh, If bottled water goes on sale, it doesn't ever hurt to have one or two packs on hand just for an emergency situation so you have something to drink yeah i know um, it's not good you know from the plastic standpoint but if times are bad times are bad you don't have access to water you've got a busted water line i mean yep. we had power and we had no water because the storm took out our well, took out uh, our well yeah and we really had to learn how to do without water and most people take, you know, for granted how much they use water. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, for everything. You know, learning to share for a few days with a, ju- a gallon jug of water, you know, cold jug of water. And we managed really well. I mean, and we were very clean, no odors, no anything like that. We were, we, we managed. Mm-hmm. And nobody could really tell, but we were feeling the stress and struggle. But we would have not have been able to do it if we hadn't been as well prepared for those situations as we were. And they don't cost anything. All you're gonna do, well, if you pay for water, it's gonna cost you to yeah. run a little extra. Do it over time. <laughs> don't do it all at once. Do it over time. Start with, you empty a jug, you fill it up. You empty a jug, you fill it up. And just continuously do that. Have it in a good place to store. If you're storing it in a place that you're worried about water damage, I would probably put it in like a tub or something that's got plastic on it so you can kind of start to see if something gets wet yes you don't want to walk in your hallway and feel a whole bunch of water running and it be climbing up your uh, sheetrock or anything mm-hmm. <laughs> now those are the two preps we think every single person should have on as hand. a priority now everything else is convenience or based off your needs yes it's really based off you and your family and your needs what is important to you what do you need do you need to run a a CPAP machine or oxygen or something like that you're going to have very different preps if you need to run and charge some sort of oxygen machine than Aaron and I are going to need yeah um you really have to look at those things and really prioritize, okay, I've got enough food for four to six weeks set aside. I've got enough water for two to three. What's next? And you really have to look at that. What we're talking about next are the few things that we have found very important for us. And frugally. And frugally. Different ideals that are very frugal. And this is just how you're going to build your preps and prioritize. I would start writing a list. It's what we have done. We have some preps that we want that are not as frugal, but they're for the future. They're for future use, future thoughts, future items that we we don't need, but we would like to have and we feel would be much more helpful for us long term. Right. So, water catchment. We've already talked about water. We have, but you can never have enough. You can never have enough, especially if you don't have a spring, a pond. Something something. on on hand, on property. You know, um, we do on property, but not easily accessible on property. Not at all. It would be a hike. 
It would be a very hard hike, and it would be very hard to carry it back up. Yes, you will spend more energy and water from the sweat than um, you would be able to bring back. Um, so, no, rain barrels. Always great to have as an extra water storage. You know, have those hooked up to your gutter to go into them. Um, for us, for example, uh, we've got a string of four in front of our house out here that we use that in case it's a dry year in the garden. We need something to water the garden with. Um, maybe some animals or something we need to give water to. You know, anything like that, it's great to do. And if, if you really needed to, we could filter that could water. Filter. We could filter that water. Now, we're actually going to take it a step further. Yes. We're going to be building more water catchment. And we've actually found some really creative ways to do this in some very frugal ways. Um, we're always looking for a good deal on certain things. And big barrels that are food grade barrels is one of them. <laughs> and yes. when Aaron's dad told us about an option that was $5 a barrel, or was it five? Yes, yeah, it was $5. five. We told him to get as yeah. many as he could hold in the truck. Yeah. And they had four that day. He got four, so got four for 20 bucks. But um, not going to get any of that price anymore at that place. No, we uh, would probably still pay around... Well, well, they've went up to 15 or 20 bucks there now. Yeah. And and that's still a good deal. It, it is, but if you It's not a screaming five, good deal. Right. It's not a screaming good deal. But what we'll use this for is for our chicken coop because we have a water catchment on that. Um, when we're ready to set that up, when we have the lily pad set up for our ducks, we'll have water catchment systems on there. Yep. We'll have a water catchment system on our greenhouse when we get it updated. So we have all of these places that are going to be naturally have a roof on them, naturally a great place. We'll have water for us. We'll also have water catchment systems on our laundry area because we don't want to have, we want to, we want to catch as much as that water as possible and use it as much as we can and not have to rely on turning on the water hose yeah. to wash clothes. That That's the whole goal here, is to create a system that can be self-maintained. Um, and for us, that's a big prep. It's, it's something we are always thinking about. We are always moving towards because it's water. More self-reliant. More self-reliant water. When you are homesteading and you have animals and you have things you're responsible for, that is one of the things you have to think about. Yep. Lighting. So a lot of people would think this is as important as it is. It is for us. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, if it's a dark, stormy few days where you get trapped in the basement or something, you're going to be wanting a little lighting, you know, um, just to stay sane. I mean, you know, candles, easy prep, nothing else. You're fine people are probably almost giving them away at yard sales. You know? Yeah, if you can find them. I'm always looking for candles. I We did not have any luck this year finding them. Um, thrift stores is another great place to look. They're probably going to be used. You can pick some up at the Dollar Tree. They have those really yep. big, tall ones. They're not a bad price. I don't know how long they burn. You can make your own. Um, I would say leaning towards frugality, you're probably way better off. Pine. Just buying, yeah. <laughs> then then trying to make your own in, in all reality, um, unless you're like 
buying used to make new, and you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to find them. Right. Um, you have to find them at the good deal. Now, we're not talking your Yankee Candles that you're going to have to pay like 20 30 bucks for at a yard sale. No, we're just talking about something you can use for life. Tapered, just basic, even little tea lights, yep. um, anything like that. Light keeps you from being depressed. Yes. When we were in the basement, um, because of that really bad snowstorm we had a couple years back, I was so depressed. <laughs> because we didn't have light. I told Erin, I said, we have to do something different. Yeah. Um, so we did. And what are the other options we have? So rechargeable is an option that you see quite often now. Um, there's some out there. Um, there's a few that um, you can put in your light sockets as well that are rechargeable, but... You know, you don't want to have to switch those out every time. You know, it is an option. I, I have tried a solar rechargeable one. It, it's okay. It gives off a little light, but the solar on it's awful. Um, so it, it's not really charging that good. But all you really need is an LED light and a little lamp. So the lamps we got were from Walmart, and yep. they were like $10. Yep. And these... That's- that's what we use every room. Every day. Every room. They take what eight watts. I think eight watts um, overall, plus your bulb. You know, you're going to be using uh, under fifteen watts. You know, to run a lot daily. And we use a low wattage light bulb, but mm-hmm. we don't like a high wattage light bulb. We use a very low watt. Um, right now, everything in the house is came with what was in it, and it's it's been an adjustment. Yeah, they're. <laughs> I think everything's a seven right now instead of like a four that we usually use. Um, so a lot more, but you know, something like that where you're like, how are you going to charge? I mean, how are you going to use it if you don't have electricity? Well, any more solar generators, you can find one under a hundred bucks that can at least like in the background back here that, that can at least, um, run a light charge Charge your phone phone, something like that you know that's all you you could probably even get them for less than that if you search on a good deal like that little this little thing right here it ran our um our Uh, router our router while the house was being done for like day day basically well it would run Probably about 12 hours a day. We would switch because they typically run for a certain time and mm-hmm. they have an automatic shut off. And we would switch it between so another one. So we charge it, yeah. So the Worked next out so day. well. Um, Didn't care if something happened to that one compared to the one we would have at night, you know, in <laughs> case uh, in case something happened to it during the day while they were working. They're small, they're lightweight, and it would run a lot for a really long yes. time. It really would. It would run one of those little cheap tall. It's just a tall lamp with a shade on it. They're not super pretty. You could spray paint it another color to make it look pretty. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a lot and a lot bulb. And you're you're just adding an extra layer of a prep for you. You only need one. We like them so well because they pull such a little amount of energy that we have them in almost every room of the house. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why. Headlamps. They're great to have on hand, especially Always. if you're going out at night trying to do something or it's dark 
or just something so you don't have to hold the light. You know, headlamps are good to have, especially some rechargeable ones that you can just, you know, put them on to charge on something. You could use, you know, a battery bank like that to recharge it, you know, even when uh, it runs out during that. And, you know, they're great to have on hand. I would also say a small set of rechargeable batteries. That was one of the things that we really struggled with, um, and we do struggle with our batteries. Yes, um, we need more rechargeable batteries. That is something we do know we have a hole in. Yep, but the few we do have, we can recharge. Yeah. Um, we have enough battery bank, battery power to charge if we needed to, mm -hmm. but... Um, and it would run a, a small flashlight. And that's because that's what we lived off of for like five or six days were small flashlights, a little headlamp. Everything yeah. was battery powered, which is why we keep stressing rechargeable, rechargeable, rechargeable. So it works I, I out know so well. That those will go, you know, when the battery dies in them, it won't be able to be recharged. But they're so cheap right now so cheap. that it's going to last you five or ten years and you'll be replacing that other one anyway. We actually bought two sets of headlamps. Um, we got a cheap set that was a two set and mm. a more expensive one. And in all reality, the the cheap ones do just just as, as good. Just as good. They, but the difference is you have to charge them more off. You do. You do. And we didn't. We got them as a prep, but also to work outside in the in the early morning yes. before the sun came out. So we bought them for both purposes. So. It's a dual purpose item, and that's the other thing you can look at these for. It's not just as part of your preps in case thing, in case you have to have it. Buy things that are also dual purpose. Yes. Um, it's always a good option here. Communication. This is Aaron's baby. <laughs> so, how are you going to communicate? You know, when times are bad, you, you know, electricity's out, stuck in. You know, now you have to think cell phone might not be available right. like that's why i was getting ready to say <laughs> because you know towers might be down or um, something like that the power to the towers you know anything like that that could prevent it i mean if you do have that you know having something to charge your cell phone for communication is always great but you know there's going to be times when that's not an option um that's why sorry when the lights went off uh, that's why having a ham radio is great to have. Well, or if you're like, ah, I'm not a ham radio operator, don't have my license. You can still get a cheap bail fang for under 30 bucks that you can use to listen. And if nothing else, in emergency times, you could use that. So. Um, also, one of the radios that has multiple ways to charge them, they now make them the... Yeah, so just, just an emergency radio to listen to everything. Uh, and to keep you sane, those are great ones to have that we we have as a prep also, is just having a you know rechargeable radio that you can listen to, local, you know, shortwave, uh, anything like that, and have the weather channel available on them. They are usually now solar, battery powered, and hand crank. Like there's multiple ways to get these things to work now. It's and it's really fantastic. They also also have lights, yeah. Um, and they're not big. They're such a small profile, and you can get them. Again, it's hardly anything that you're paying on something, and you would not think communication is a big deal. But it is. It is. You want to know. <laughs> you want to know what's going on, what's happening. You know, especially go out there and 
a technician license for ham radio is is easy. I mean, she she has. Bye. <laughs> so so she's a ham radio operator as well. She's got her technician license. So I mean, it, it is. It it's, is. It's All very easy. You could go in and take the practice test, and that's how you're going to really learn. That's, that's what my dad did. All he did was. Just take those practice take, tests over and over yep. and over again until you learn the information. Um, the technical terms, but you don't have as many of those on the, the you know, technician at one, the yeah. technician level. You do as you move up, um, but it's it it's not as it's not as complicated as you might think it is. I, and I would say this side of it, it's outside of my realm, but we did it for the pure simple fact that after a certain point, we have no power. So if we no. had a wreck no, or not power, we don't have cell signal. Sorry. If one of us had a wreck or something, we would need a way to contact the other person. Yeah. So that is something that stays in a vehicle is a radio for the pure fact of if somebody has an accident within this four mile stretch we can get a hold of somebody and that might seem like a crazy thing to think about but you live on a curvy mountainous road you can have a deer come across you or anything mm -hmm. there might not be people in houses a lot of times you see teenagers standing outside with their cell phones up in the air looking Trying for cell signal. signal because they don't have any yeah. and i mean it might seem like a different world with what we see nowadays where, you know, two-year-olds have cell phones, it's not that common around this area. No. You don't see it because it, it just doesn't exist. Um, so this was a prep that we put into place for a just-in-case of a real emergency. Um, the next one we would say is going to be um, like a room temperature gauge. Yes. This is so underutilized. Yes, and you might have seen our previous video on this talking about this is the best prep item, I think is I what think it was. I think it was the number one missed prep item. Yes, and, okay, what's the temperature? What What is the room staying at, you know, in the winter if the power's off? What it's staying at in the summer when the power's off? You know, make sure you're not getting too hot, too cold. Maybe your kids are not getting too hot or too cold. You know, it's things you have to take into consideration. Your animals. Exactly. Uh, if you have pets indoors, you want to make sure they're staying comfortable. Um, I'd say, especially with little ones, babies, this is so important. Um, so you can make sure you're monitoring that room's temperature. You have it. We are actually not as prepped here in this area as we want to be. We want to have them in more places in the house. Yeah. Um, I know one or so, I think we paid six seven bucks for you know we'd like to find you know like a pack for like 15 or something you know to get more available and uh, make sure to have some rechargeables in those yeah and they last for a really long time yeah i, I will change the battery we have not um i will say a lot of people are like well why do i need that if i have a thermostat well what if you have two levels do you have a thermostat on both levels does it tell you the temperature what if your house is long? You have a thermostat on one side. Do yep. you have a way to, to measure the temperature? I can tell you, even though the baby's room is in the middle of the house, her room temperature will be different from where the thermostat is just on the other side of the wall. So how your house is built, how the walls are insulated, all of these things are taking into account. Does the room that your thermostat in have really good windows? 
does another room in your house not have really good windows? What about your bathroom? Do you know if, if your pipes are getting close to freezing? Yeah, that's a good or one. in your kitchen? Because typically those pipes are going to be on the outside of a wall. These are all things you need to have in the back of your mind and just be aware of, be mindful of, because it is important. Yeah. And the last one, basic medical supplies. Yes. So as a homesteader, you should have this anyway. But if you're not into the homesteading, more frugality standpoint that you're listening to us, you know, having medical supplies on hand is But we're always, not talking like a full-blown medical no, kit. We're just talking the basics. Band-aids. Band-aids, antibiotic ointments, you know, um, having some, some galls, some specialty band-aids for... You know, like something severe or something like that. that those are really things that you need um, to always have on hand and easily accessible. And you can get these at the Dollar Tree. Yep. You can get them at the Dollar General or your family dollar. Um, take five bucks a month. One dollar, yep. one dollar twenty-five and buy a box of um, Band-Aids. Buy, I think, a chamomile, uh, chamomile lotion. Chamomile lotion. Um, just to have in case somebody has a rash. And, you know, these basic, just alcohol, alcohol, peroxide, yeah. things like that. Because not, most boobies don't require going to the doctor or the hospital. Most of the time, a little alcohol and a Band-Aid. If you need a Band-Aid, <laughs> yeah. it's taken care of. Um, for me, I would just slap a little alcohol on it and go. Um, for Aaron, he's going to do the alcohol <laughs> and the Band-Aid. It just depends on who you are and how you feel about it. But having just very little basic things because, especially in those kinds of situations, you're probably going to be a little bit more stressed. You're going to have more, you know, emotions going through you. And when you are more stressed, a lot more stuff is happening. You have more you're having to think about. You are more likely to have a small, you know, mishap. Yep. Cut yourself, hurt yourself, trying to manage your kids, trying to manage your family, trying to manage everything. And you want to be prepared. Like, Aaron has this tiny little bag, this little medical bag he uses for camping. And we keep that where we can get to it. Yeah. Um, it has just the basics, Band-Aids, alcohol pads, anything like that. That's just very, very simple. And we can get to that in case anything happens anywhere. Right. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like getting your wife a brand new kitchen knife, you know. <laughs> um you need you need band-aids on hand i will say um and this is something we'll do a video on because we had a lot of experience because of brand new kitchen knives um <laughs> i i did almost slice my finger off it, it was pretty bad we thought we were going to the emergency room and i would need stitches yeah. but it it actually turned out to be okay because we had the things on hand um, it's because you weren't paying attention at the time. I was as cutting potatoes or something and it just went right through my finger. Yep. But um, certain types of band-aids, like different sizes, different shapes, fingertip. Those are the best. And knuckle. Oh, yeah. my word. And the Dollar General has the best ones they, they stay on. Even in water, they'll stay on for around... If you're washing dishes a lot, they'll stand for about 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. You can even you wrap another Band-Aid around them, and they'll stay on even longer. If you're not doing, like, a lot of cleaning and things, like they're going to stay on for 
almost indefinitely. They're amazing. They're some of the best band-aids. So always look for different things based on your needs. That's where the focus of this last part is beyond food and water. What are your needs? I can tell you a whole bunch of things that I think are important for prepping. Erin can too. But your family might not need that. Right. You might not have space for water catchment. Yep. You live in an apartment. Do you rent? Like if you rent, I highly doubt your landlord is going to let you cut into the gutters to set up a water catchment. You might be able to set a barrel in the yard. It's set a barrel in the yard or set it <laughs> off the side um, to catch extra water. But these are just things you're going to have to think about and prioritize for your family and your situation and just build basic preps on a frugal basis. I mean, you're really looking for things on sale. You only want to do a little bit at a time. Yeah. You want to start doing this a little at a time. It is never too late to start getting a little bit more prepared every day. Totally agree. And that's my closing thought. What's yours? I think mine would be that don't overthink this. You know, you're like, oh gosh, I'm not prepared for a bad winter. You know, take it, take it day by day. Get to the point where that you know, you can have a few things on hand. You know, don't don't go don't go out and get in debt because of this. You know, go out and be frugal about it. Find deals. Look for deals on these type of things. You have time. Yep. You have time, and it's all about practicing. You know, mindfulness and patience and understanding and just you know, again. Most people don't look at things coming up, and that's our society today. They just live in the world of now, not in the world of tomorrow. Perfect saying. This, I mean, that's that's just the way it is now. I mean, yeah. so we try to live in the world of yesterday and, and tomorrow. We yeah. try to combine the two. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very true. Oh. Okay, well, if you've got anything you want to hear on a future episode or got any comments, questions, anything you want to know, send those over to thecannycouple at yahoo.com and make sure to go over and check out our link tree where you can find links to all of our social media. You can find links to other podcasting platforms we're on and you can find the YouTube link where you can watch this if you prefer videos over audio. And as always, thank you for joining us on Rural Reliance with the Candy Couple, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.